Hello and welcome everybody to episode 33 of Late Arrivals. Feels, it feels like I haven't been on in like two months. I was going to say, Jake, back from hiatus. I actually have internet that works properly. I'm sitting right next to my modem, so if anything ever goes wrong, I just get an ethernet cable, hardwire, and we're good. Well, you and I are... You and I are kind of in the same neighborhood now, so if shit's going wrong with your internet, we both have Spectrum, then shit's going wrong with my internet too, and so everyone else is fucked. Yeah, it's just, you know, a lap sleepover if my shit goes down <laughs> and yours is working, or vice versa, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> shout out Spectrum Internet. Yeah, shout, out, shout out Spectrum. They uh, still don't have it, like, hooked up with my account, so I can't name my uh, internet Skynet just yet, but I'm going to iron that out on Friday. Oh, All mine's right. uh, my, mine's named after a uh, I think you should leave sketch. <laughs> I'm gonna name mine uh, Skynet Smart Toaster. Just oh, there you go. me and my friends <laughs> used to do that with uh with his router. We'd always change it like every like month or so to something mm. some new Skynet product. So you know. Oh, nice. See if any of the neighbors catch on. <laughs> well, we don't really have any good duck stuff to talk about because since our week hiatus uh things have gone south which i mean good it's a pro pro tank move but i wouldn't i wouldn't even say gone south i just say they're back to normal we came back down to earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) um let's see um six six losses where they've given up six or more goals um it's not ideal uh for our goalies but again pro pro tank so can't complain there um but a 6-3 loss to pittsburgh a 7-2 loss to vegas a 7-3 loss to buffalo 6-3 loss to the kings uh and then consecutive losses this week 4-3 yesterday to the panthers and 6-1 tonight to the lightning wait 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 fellas do you hear that you know what that, that is? Dallas the tank engine. You know what that is? <laughs> the tank train is back on schedule, baby. Let's go. I'm just gonna put the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song as the start of the episode this week. Uh, I mean, at least we've reclaimed our spot at the bottom of the basement, but not really a whole hell of a lot to talk about because nothing good's really happened. <laughs> it's just it's just a lot. It's a lot of the same old shit that we've been seeing and have been talking about earlier, you know, in past episodes and throughout this entire season. Just lack of system, defense, horrible, offense, you know, sputtering at best, and our goaltenders having to bail us out. And we know that that can't happen every single night. You know, we're, you know, that short, you know, that short three, four game win streak we had, you know, we were getting bailed out a little bit, had a couple games that we probably should not have won. But, you know, thanks to John Gibson, we were, we were we were held in there and able to kind of come away with a victory. Now that's kind of come back down to earth, as I said earlier. And, you know, we're just we're we're seeing what this team is, just a structureless bad team that's gonna give up 79 shots at 79 shots a night. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy that in the last like five games, Gibson's made 50 saves twice. Like Oh. And they've still lost by yeah, like I mean, four yeah. four plus goals or something. <laughs> yeah. Now the goal <sighs> differentials hit the century mark, but in the yeah. opposite way. 
you know it, it's like it's laughable but at the same time like i just want i want them to beat the record now i want them to to beat the the red wigs record of minus 123 because in the last in the last six games the including tonight's loss against tampa the ducks have allowed 282 shots on goal holy fuck <laughs> while we while we have had 162 shots on goal so we we, we have allowed over a hundred more shots than we've taken ourselves. So, and we're being outscored 36 to 15. I'll have to recheck this, but I know like last week when I checked, like the difference between like shots against per game between us and the second to last place team is the same difference from the second to last team to like the ninth best team. It's like five shots on goal or something like that. Let me look at it. When, what number's higher? Um, the Ducks uh, plus minus? Or uh, Connor McDavid's point total. Uh, McDavid. Right now, right now he has one hundred two. One hundred two points. Yeah, it's McDavid. It's got to be McDavid. We're we're minus one hundred one. Mm. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike Kod <laughs> flow in the chat. Uh, it says worst defensive team in the last roughly fifteen seasons. Not really an exaggeration. Actually, a fact based on expected goals against per sixty. It it's just like it's funny because it's it's like it doesn't feel real, and it's just so like amazing and like you can't help but laugh. Mm. I'm kind of hoping that it just progressively gets worse. Like as long as no one's getting hurt and it's just like they're getting a couple goals from the young kids, like here and there. Like I'm fine with that, but yeah, pray pray for John Gibson and you know whoever is backing him up. Post and, post trade and, deadline and those stalled. Jesus, last couple of games. Yeah, like, well, why faced, are the like, why are um, why are the Panthers collecting stall brothers like Infinity Stones? <laughs> like, how many stall brothers do they have? Every stall brother. <laughs> I always forget that the stall brothers are still playing until yeah, they only, score a goal against us. They're only like, one uh, of them's not playing, and that's Eric. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Jordan and Mark are still playing, huh? No, Eric wild. Still, no, Eric Stahl scored yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, there's oh, two stall, there's still still two stall brothers. Try saying that yeah, five Eric times fast. Um on the yeah. Panthers and then you know on the Hurricanes. Yeah, don't yeah. don't listen to us. I mean, <laughs> clearly clearly we know you know the, the 17 stall brothers that are still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and you know, obviously, obviously, like Jake said, you know, you don't you don't want guys getting hurt, but you know, as we all know, Troy Terry's been out for a couple of weeks now, and you know, I feel as we've kind of come back down to earth, and the way that Akins has kind of restructured the lineup since Terry's been out, like you know, we've kind of seen just how just how much Troy Terry is missed in this lineup, even though it's not a great lineup to begin with. Um, you know, I mean, Rabin and play Grant on the top line, you know, whatever, whatever you think about that in regards to trade, <laughs> trade boost value. I mean, I guess whatever. I'm kind of, I'm kind of at the point of the year, like Jake said, where we're just kind of laughing at it all. Like, I'm not like bitching about lineup decisions. Like it's, it's just kind of, it's whatever at this point, it is what it is. This team's bad. It's not probably it's going to be the exact same or somehow i don't even know if it's possible get worse after the deadline because we're just going to have half of san diego playing up here but <laughs> you know <laughs> we're, we're hey we're almost there it's almost march trade deadlines here here in just 
two weeks, less than two weeks. We're almost there. Like I've been saying this whole time. Like I've been saying this whole time. Just get to April and we're good. Akins will be gone. New era. New era. Hopefully with a shiny Connor Bedard. 98 in Anaheim will will look very good. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Is there any updates on Adam Henry? I didn't see anything. They just said lower body injury. I'm I'm gonna assume. I mean, maybe he's out for a game or two. I'm I'm assuming that's just precautionary. I mean, the game was already five nothing at that point in the third. There's no there's no sense in bringing him back there. So yeah, I had I had no problems with that. Let him let him rest up and you know retain that trade value if he if he is going to be traded. You know we'll see. We'll start seeing here soon. But uh, yeah, just a lot. It's a lot more of the same. Kind of kind of like we've been saying. You know that that little win streak we had was a fun change up i guess the fun mix up but i think i think everybody knew deep down that that wasn't sustainable whatsoever no. so they're, they're just masquerading as a good team for, yep. for a week or so hey hey what have i been saying all year what's my catchphrase you can't lose them all <laughs> And they weren't even playing that good either. No, they were. To be honest, like the Colorado game shouldn't have won. Like the Arizona game barely should have won. Like they only won that game because they were playing Arizona. Mm -hmm. Oh, to stick with the, I guess the the doom and gloom. uh, Henry Thrun let the Ducks know he's not going to sign in the summer and is going to become a free agent, which sucks. But we talked about it. It's kind of just a. Now he has the right to do it, and honestly, was he going to beat out a lot of the talent that's coming up? No, you know it's unfortunate, but at the very least, letting the team know ahead of time means his rights can be traded to a team that wants him, and we can get something for it. So, you know, if that happens at the deadline, something to look out for is maybe a, a sneaky good move that Verbeek can make. Maybe get some assets back, get a pick, whatever it may be, but. Not as much as a downer as I think Jackson Lacombe saying he wasn't going to sign. So I'll take at least one of the two. Um, but hopefully, you know, going into next year, it means like guys like Colangelo and Moore also maybe follow Lacombe's suit and sign with the team. But, you know, it's kind of the gamble you take drafting college players. So it sucks. But, you know, in the end, we have guys that are going to fill that spot probably a little bit better just because of where they were drafted and who those guys are so right and it's probably it's probably Henry Theron just taking a look at the current the current Ducks D pipeline and being like okay I have a lot to compete against um you know I don't have a guaranteed spot even if I do sign so it's probably him saying where where do I have an opportunity to get injected into an NHL lineup pretty much immediately um you know and not really kind of have to unnecessarily fight my way if I don't really want to so yeah it's a it's an annoying loss you know of course you'd like to sign them both and just and just continue to keep bolstering that d pipeline but i mean you know as you as you touched on jake it's it's the blow is heavily softened because we already know that jackson lacombe will be signing so we got one of the two college defensemen that we needed to that we needed to lock up this summer and then of course you know we have look we have the likes of olin zellweger drew hells and pavel minchikov in the in the wings as well that are that are already locked into the locked into the organization so it's 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 annoying a little bit, of course. You know, you'd like to bring them both in, but in the in the in the long run, it's a it's a small blip on the radar. Yeah, I was and, just gonna say, like, as much as it sucks, like you look at a defensive pipeline, it's like, eh, 
Okay. Yeah. Now, if we don't have like a Zellweger or a Minchikov, then it's like, oh, okay, yeah. like that's annoying. Like, cause that, cause that kind of changes the whole thing. Then it's on for B to try to bolster the defensive core. Now it's the defensive core is pretty damn bolstered and everything. And any other additions are just, you know, really nice pluses and really nice bonuses. So, um, yeah, not, not, not too worried, not too upset. I think, I think we all probably kind of knew we weren't getting both of them deep down. Um, but, you know, hey, look, Jackson Lacombe's been killing it this year. Um, he's playing on the number one team in the nation. And, uh, you know, he's, I, I believe his, I believe his point per game stat this year is pretty, is pretty high as well for, uh, for playing on that, on that Minnesota blue line. So they're, uh, I mean, like I said, they're one of the best teams in the nation, probably going to the frozen four. So, you know, don't know if he's going to get any games with the Ducks at the end of the season by the time they finish up. Cause I think, um, I think we did the math in the crash upon discord. I think if they go all the way to the frozen four finals, that leaves him with maybe only two or three games at the end of the duck season that he could play. So, you know, who knows what the ducks are going to do if they're going to have him play in those last couple games after the frozen four, or if they'll have him take some time off and then we just see him in camp next year. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to hopefully, you know, see him for a little bit at the end of this year. Cause there, there will Pat Verbeek executes at the deadline. There will be openings on this defense in this defensive group so it'll be it'll be interesting to see for sure yeah isn't his point per game like at a one or over a one right now i believe so like in, i think i saw somewhere that I had like the device, highest in ncaa I to look that up. and I, I know well connor's looking this up i know not a lot of people were doing this but don't go and tag him and be like oh you're you're the next justin schultz like yeah, no, because because it was a completely different situation. It's well, and not only that, but he at least had the respect of the franchise to be like, "Hey, you know, here's my intent. Like, you guys can do what you will with that. Like, trade me, do whatever. Like, I'm not signing. Like, at the very least, he didn't wait until he was about to become a free agent to say so. So it before the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. Like, if anything, it sets it again. It sets us up for another move down the line at the deadline. Like, yeah. so in 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 thirty two games for for Minnesota this year, Jackson Lacombe has eight goals and twenty three points. So thirty one points in thirty two games. So just at a point per game. Um, but I mean, hey, you know, he's a he's a college defenseman playing against, you know, playing against some grown men here and there. So that's you know, there's a lot to be excited about. You know, he's. I mean, I don't think Jackson Lacombe is going to be a top pairing defenseman, but, you know, a nice, a nice, you know, second, a nice second or third pairing piece to, to, you know, hopefully bolster one of these, uh, one of these, these contending teams that we're looking to build here in a couple of years down the road. So in lieu of doing three stars of the week and lame duck this week, just considering that we have two weeks of just shitty games to, slog through and nominate if we even can we figure we'll just read our uh i put out a tweet last week uh about sending crazy but realistic trades that you could see the ducks are just a team in general making um so i was gonna read off the ones we got because we didn't get a lot of responses but we did get some funny ones like bucky sent uh one that he remembered from 2012 uh that he has pop up on his Facebook memories all the time that uh, someone posted saying that the trader would be to Vancouver, Corey Perry, and to the Ducks would have been Mason Raymond in a third round pick. 
God, that is such an HF boards trade. <laughs> um, then Richie, he said uh, the Sabres get John Gibson, Ducks get Peyton Krebs, a first-round pick that originally belonged to Vegas, and Gibson 20% retained. Which, we're just, I mean, we're just, of- we're, we're just getting the Eichel package for John Gibson, <laughs> pretty much. Um, Jake said, would you trade me a cinnamon brown sugar Pop-Tart for a blueberry muffin? And he says, wait, this is wait, what wait. came... What? A cinnamon... Who 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 is receiving what? I don't know. He just said, would you trade me a cinnamon brown sugar Pop-Tart for a blueberry muffin? Um, I'm taking the uh, cinnamon sugar Pop-Tart. No, I'm taking the muffin. I gotta go with Jack and say the pop tart. I'm a sucker brown for sugar, brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. No, the blueberry pop tarts are the best. Come on. <laughs> mm. Nope. Um, Sounds then... like a shitty trade. With all due respect. <laughs> uh, Data Dog said the Ducks get Alexander Holtz and the Devils get Adam Henrique. Ducks retain two mil salary, which Ooh. is kind of like a random like trade that's kind of made its way onto Ducks Twitter, and I wouldn't hate that. But I don't I don't know where it spawned. <laughs> I think it's Holtz hasn't really maybe taken the steps forward that the Devils were looking for. Now is that down to the depth the Devils have, and they just don't have room for Holtz? I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, bringing back Alexander Holtz in a in a um, in a trade for Adam Henrique would be would be interesting to me. I was I was a big fan of him uh, in in consideration for the Ducks at six overall back in 2020. So. I would, I mean, hey, that guy, <laughs> this this organization needs goal scoring because, I mean, God knows what Jacob Perot is going to be, and we're pretty dry. And, you know, hopefully Sasha Pasadov continues to take steps forward, but it's always good to have options like that and good to have a right-handed shot like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be intrigued. I'd be intrigued. Uh, we had Tyler, uh, legend of Tyler on Twitter. He was one of the hosts of one of the Coyotes pods if I'm remembering right, he said Jacob Chikrin for half of the Staples Center and a 2008 Toyota Corolla. Uh, <laughs> he didn't specify the team on that, but I'm assuming the Kings, Kings? and he also someone didn't specify. He also didn't specify what year Corolla. No, he said he said oh, 2008. Oh, I'm just <laughs> never mind. I don't know. I'm just stupid. Over, I don't overpay from the Kings. Overpay. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say hopefully one of those guys, you know, has a 2008. Corolla laying around somewhere. And then uh, Simon says, Derek Grant to Toronto for future considerations. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I mean, probably won't be exercised, but, you know, we get something for Grant, you know, a fourth timer, whatever this is now, we'll take it. Like the fifth time we've traded Derek. (laughs) I wonder what that must be like. I mean, it was what twice under Murray. The same just, state. Just go to him and be like, "Hey, sorry, we're we're trading you again, Derek. We we know you love Pennsylvania so much, but Nevada Nevada Perkins asked, does half the Staples Center come with the come with the Dustin Brown statue?'" <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to the Coyotes, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I mean, they took on Hosa and uh, Datsuk at the end there, so. God, dude, dude the, the, the the team the, the Coyotes could feel just like a like r- retired contract. I was gonna say like, they were longer, loaded, stronger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, got they like took, they took Pronger's contract from Philly. 
They got like a 2011 hut team just all on LT or on Straight dead up. cap. Like, two, like 2000, <laughs> like, to, like 2010 be a GM mode. <laughs> so the uh, next slate of games that the Ducks play, we get Washington, which I feel like can be kind of a mixed bag. Um, Ovechkin should be back. I think they said he's coming back from Russia this week. Um, so, you know, perfect time for him to score like a like two hat tricks against the Ducks. I wouldn't complain. Uh, then we get the Canes on Saturday, uh, which probably is going to be an ass whooping. I'd imagine the Caps game and the Canes game will be, I mean, if they're anything like Florida and Tampa, because we should not have, we should not. I wasn't able to watch after the first period in the Florida game because I was on a Duffy boat, but um, yeah, from what, subtle, subtle from what flex. I understand, from what I understand, we had no business being in that game. What well, was what fifty yeah. like fifty two yeah. to like twenty something when it went to overtime? Yeah, yeah that was that was all Gibby. <laughs> yeah, Gibby forced overtime for us. So after Carolina, we come back home and we play the Blackhawks on Monday. Play the Caps again oh, on Wednesday. Oh, I got, I got, I want, I gotta get tickets for the Bedard Bowl. <laughs> and then uh, next Friday we play the Habs. So if you're planning on celebrating Evgeny Dadanov that night with us uh please join us and that is also trade deadline day it is so oh, don't geez. expect to see John Klingberg uh Dmitry Kulikov yeah if you were could be. looking to get any of those jerseys signed uh, chat deuces could be a new look ducks at Max Comtois maybe maybe on the way out oh Savannah <laughs> said Savannah said the Bedard Bowl against the Blackhawks is also Angels night so perfect might, just I misery might, uh, all I around. Got the, got the, me and Lou got the perfect hats to wear. Let's go. Cool. Yep. I say we well, should all go. Everyone in the comments, we're all going. <laughs> get a big row. Oh, that says being a bad being a bad team is pretty cool because I get to root for a new team every night. Very exciting. <laughs> Maybe one of us will get on the video board again. Oh yeah, you know I was gonna segue into the. Uh, the ad reads here but i I gotta i gotta answer for it it's we 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 (laughs) forgot that we have to put uh mr connor on the stand yeah for uh what had happened wednesday night on the jumbotron so the floor is yours all right so yeah if you saw it on twitter um (laughs) i got on the kiss cam at the game but so yeah okay i was i was i was there with a girl first date we were sitting down in the oh, two hundred state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, no. But I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It down gets better, Jack. We're down the two hundreds, and like we're, it's like the second period. The game, like it's already like four one Buffalo. Like we're not even tuned in. Um, and like we're in like a really deep conversation. Um, like we're talking about music or, um, oh no, you know what we were talking about? And uh, uh Haley and Natalia from uh. Uh, from what the chill they'll uh, they'll appreciate this but um she was going in deep to her whole experience of how i think it was her and her mom and a couple of her friends got got like really good seats for taylor swift in, a, in la and because it, it was i won't go into detail but it was like this crazy like process that they had to get it so we were talking about that and then we were talking about like you know ticket sales in the mu- in the music industry whatever but we're like locked in deep conversation and we had made really good friends with with um, a couple Sabres fans that were behind us. It was like these three dudes in like their thirties and forties. You now they were having a couple beers and whatever. So um, 
yeah all of a sudden like we're talking and we're locked and like we're locked in a good conversation looking at each other and then all of a sudden the people behind us start like frantically tapping us both on the shoulder and so instinctively we don't know what's going on we turn around and we look at them because we're like what Little did we know we had be on we had been on the kiss cam for like four or five seconds just like talking to each other and we had no idea. So I think something got lost in translation. I think the guy just assumed just because we waited that long that we weren't going to do anything. So one of the dudes behind behind us like leans his face in between me and her and pretends to kiss me. Yeah, it was so and weird. So I, so I turn away to my left because I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what's going on at this point. I do, I still don't know that we're on the kiss cam. So I turn away, like away from him and away from her. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he, and he finally backs away. And like, Lou, if you saw, like I sat, like I sat back up and looked yeah. at her. We looked at the screen and then we were like, oh fuck, we're on the kiss cam. And that, and we had noticed for like a second and a half and then they panned away. And then the whole arena like booed. Yeah, when I saw that, I immediately alerted the, the big group chat. Yeah, no, it did, yeah, no, it was bullshit. Cause like, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to speak for her, but like, I feel like we would have like committed to it. Like, I mean, I feel like you have to, like, or else you look stupid. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't know what was going on. So, and then the dude behind us like totally fucked it up. So, yeah, I mean, gotta, gotta eat it, I guess. But well, if you work for the <laughs> Honda Center, uh... don't do that to me again, please. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you're going to the games this week, you get a shot at, uh, at redemption here. I did the, the Leo DiCaprio freaking point and freaking <laughs> when I saw him on the video board, dude, it was like, dude, that was so funny. It, like immediately, like within 30 seconds, I got like five different texts from like friends that were there, a bunch of I got fucking Nevada Perkins tweet. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was getting cut on the timeline. Savannah says I would have gone home after that. No. Okay. So it was actually funny. Like it wasn't awkward afterwards. We were all like me and her like behind us. Like we were all like we were all laughing and joking about it the rest of the game so like it wasn't it wasn't this super awkward like mortifying thing it was just like we had no idea what the fuck was going on and then the guy was like totally the guy was totally screwing with us so well i'm glad we can clear the air because yeah. so no i no i know i know i had to answer for because i know it, looked <laughs> bad. It, it totally looked bad if you weren't if you weren't uh or if you were if you were there and just didn't see it but or if you were there and saw it but um yeah so yeah, it's fine. Might uh, might go get a drink with her this week, I think. So I don't know. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. Didn't ruin anything, <laughs> as far as I know. As far as I know, but yeah. <laughs> the atone for my atone for my sins there. <laughs> well, if you want your chance at being on the kiss cam, can uh go and uh, get tickets from our partners at Seven One Four Tickets. Uh, get tickets to pretty much any event you can think of locally um you use code lap at checkout for 10 percent off your order and you get five percent towards any future orders you make with 714 so if you're looking to go to the bedard bowl uh, against the blackhawks or you're going to be like us and support uh ducks legend of guinea dad and of when the habs are in town you know consider Welcome using home, 714 and uh, if you like what we do and what we put out over on ITR, both with our pods and our writing, can use uh oh shit, I completely oh fuck, I like messed up you... the ad read on my end. Whoops. Okay. You can visit inside the rink at ESPN.com. 
sign up it's and, Jake's, Jake's uh, first episode back like actually hosting in like a month and a half so he's I'm, a little, I'm a little rusty and we'll i'm kind of drinking on an empty stomach so we'll let a little, oh boy little, little head wow. rush you know <laughs> go, off, go off have a tuesday <laughs> have a tuesday buddy but you can use uh the inside the rink slash espn link and sign up today for uh i believe it's a little little discount off of espn plus but uh getting into the second half of our episode here uh before we get into stuff that happened around the league uh both well i shouldn't say both all three of our writers uh put out content this week uh patrick put out a great article about finding the Perfect defensive partner for Jamie Drysdale when he's back next season. And it was a very in-depth look of a different or number of different avenues that Pat Verbeek can look at, whether it's free agency, you know, trades or internal options that the Ducks currently have in the in the pipeline. Um, a little bit of a longer read, but the thing I always appreciate about Patrick is he has a lot of insight and stuff that I could I couldn't tell you. So you know, it's always great seeing what he comes up with and what our guys come up with, like Sean's article about the uh, almost goalie fight in the LA Kings game that we'll get to in a little bit. And uh, Jack today, stirring, stirring the pot a little bit with the article about Zegris and, uh, mm. you know, some potential maturing he needs to do. And we've talked about it before. Uh, especially after the the stuff with Stetcher went down that he's young. He does dumb stuff sometimes, but yeah, do you, uh, we always appreciate that you guys kind of open-minded to what uh, our writers post because, you know, a lot of it is opinion based and God knows uh, hockey Twitter doesn't like opinions sometimes, but uh, yeah. Give them a give them a, a read and a follow and keep up with uh what we're what we're doing here at LAP. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think it was that controversial to say that Zegris needed a little maturing. Clearly you were wrong. Apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we had two big trades happen in the last week, kind of kicking off what we thought is uh the start to Hopefully a busy trade deadline. The uh, Rangers traded for Vladimir Tarasenko, which has seemed to pay off pretty pretty quick considering he gets to play with Panarin, which is just kind of unfair. Scored a goal right away too, assisted, yeah. assisted by Panarin. Yeah, and that and that trade is interesting too because every, every, everyone was kind of pegging, um, you know, Patrick Kane to the Rangers, and then kind of out of nowhere we got the we got the Friedman tweet that that the Rangers were trading for Tarasenko. So that's a, that's a Patrick Kane team off the, off the board. So um, yeah, that's, that's fun. I've always been a big fan of, of Tarasenko and, you know, that's just, that's just a fun line getting to get into play with, getting to play with Breadman. So um, yeah, the Rangers are fun. The Rangers will be a fun team. Uh, they're going to be good for a while and it's going to be annoying. Uh, I don't really have a problem with the Rangers to be honest. I mean, I don't either, but. I don't know. I just feel like they're they're that team that always, at least as of late, has always just landed like every big fish guy you could think of. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they can't I mean, draft and develop their own talent. Yeah, can't draft. <laughs> but talk about other teams kind of 
paying off from trades right away. Uh, the Maple Leafs uh, randomly trade for Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari just kind of out of nowhere uh, this last weekend. And yeah, they have I mean, a hat trick tonight. O'Reilly has a hat trick tonight, and I'm pretty sure he has like five points in three games played as a Leaf or something like that already. And Jake Rudolph eats crow. <laughs> good night, Jake. He just said good night in the chat, so I had to I had to hit him one more time. <laughs> Bye, Jake. Good night. Nighty night. So hopefully these uh I mean these haven't been the mega deals for Chikrin or Gavrikov or Timo Meyer just yet, but hopefully this is keeping the, the oven warm and the stove hot because we're getting to that point where it seems like every time we get or the closer we get to the deadline, the more urgency there is for just craziness to happen. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of at that point where like every day there's something new, and it's exciting. We're getting there, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I I I really like the Ryan O'Reilly fit in Toronto. I think I think that's fun. I know I know there was some debate back and forth. Of, you know, did they did they really need more center depth? You know, should they maybe, you know, should they maybe have addressed. Um, you know, their wingers and they maybe have addressed the defense a little bit more. I think, I think they kind of needed help wherever they could get it. I feel like all, I feel like with their entire roster, you know, they could afford to kind of plug wherever they wanted to. Um, and, you know, we've seen, we've seen from all these recent cup teams, just how important having that center depth is, is to making a deep run. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, call the, call the, uh, call the package and overpay, if you will, you know, probably, probably a little expensive for what, for what O'Reilly is, but I think, I think that's a fun fit. Good I mean, news for, it, the, for Adam Henrique. Yeah, bodes well for Henrique. You know, and Henrique is a little different just because he's got he's got one more year left in his contract. Yeah. Um, O'Reilly is a pending UFA, so little different there. But but you know, we get a rough idea of what the market could be for these you know for these for these older forwards with with uh, with experience who can who can still chip in in the top six. Yeah, and that's another thing I was going to tag on to was the experience. Like he, I mean, granted, he only. He's won one cup. He was Conn Smythe. He's been there, done that. Mm. It's kind of what Toronto needs because they obviously haven't won a playoff series and you know, since I was like four, three. <laughs> so I kind of feel like uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up is the the part with Minnesota of all of the teams retaining some salary. Like, is this is this Minnesota kind of knowing what's coming with Parisi and Suter's money kicking in next year to like the the big hefty amounts they have to pay them. Like, yeah, I don't think the Wild bit. are that bad of a team, but it's weird that they're kind of doing okay this year and they're stepping into that role of like, ah, nah, we'll eat some money for you. We'll we'll help facilitate this a little bit. And I mean, they got a they got a pick in the trade, didn't they? They got like a third or a fourth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. I don't know. It was th that part I think was the most confusing outside of there, like not being a lot of smoke. Like it just happened. Um, yeah, it was random. Yeah. There was no like, Oh, Toronto interested in Ryan O'Reilly kind of thing, or, you know, Toronto interested in Noel Chari as well. It kind of, it kind of just popped out. I don't know. I think, I think it was Friday night. Yeah. yeah. It was during the King, it, it popped off during the ducks Kings game. So um, yeah, I, I kind of like trades like that where they're just like, you don't you don't know what's coming. They just kind of catch everybody by surprise. Mm -hmm. I love it. So fucking Toronto taking the spotlight off of Ducks Kings on a Friday. <laughs> Come on, what are, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sons of bitches. 
Well, we'll save that uh, down the line here, just so we can kind of get through the the little stuff in the notes here. Um, Connor McDavid still proves that he is uh, not human and records his 100th points of the season in game 56 against the Rangers this last mm-hmm. weekend. And as of tonight, because he got another point uh, playing tonight, he is the fifth fastest player to hit 800 points. Is that good? Kind not of. bad. Does he I get 2,000 points? He's a freak, man. He's, he's got to stay healthy. I mean, points? he's got to stay healthy, but. Um, he's got to stay healthy and stay with Dreisaitl. Or just, yeah, or just go to an even, or just go to an even better team. That's true. <laughs> or the, you know, they come can get on. scoring hey, depth. Hey, come in on the Connor and Connor show. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Bedard. The triple, well, the, the yeah, triple, triple C. Show, yeah. <laughs> God, the Connor line. How much of a victory is it for me that that like top that the who are about to be like two of the top five players in the league are both named Connor? Such a win. Such a win. <laughs> a great mm. day for guys named Connor. Such, down a, there. Such, such a rebound from the from the Sabres game. <laughs> well, we had a stadium series game that I honestly kind of forgot about this last weekend. Um, I couldn't even watch it. I was at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> did you uh, have poison berry beer? I did. I had one. It was really good. Did you have the fried chicken? No, I did not. I did not. No, it's a shame. No, Lou. Lou loves his chicken. Especially at 9 a.m. <laughs> Fucking 9 a.m. chicken, dude. But I haven't the, had that in a while. Canes won what? Four to one in that game, I think. Smacked him around a little bit, yeah. I I don't know. I kind of forgot that there was a game happening. So Terrible when I was writing, uniforms. When I was writing the notes like Friday night, I think, I uh, was looking at NHL.com like, oh, well, what could I put in here that we've missed? And it was the like morning skate before, and I was like, "Wait, that's that's happening tomorrow? <laughs> like, what the fuck?" I feel like that's the case with most like stadium series games. Like, unless it's a team that you care about, you don't care about the stadium series at all. No. It's so watered down. Yeah, I mean, the good thing to come out of it though is they had a jam packed stadium, which is cool. You always want those games to do well, especially in markets like Carolina that always kind of get a bad rap for you know whether it's not being a big enough market for the sport or whatever it may be like you always you always want to see success and in those games um but again i I don't know i i could care less about the result of it because the caps aren't doing so hot and the horrible uniform chains are looking pretty good so it's like Mm. we kind of knew the outcome before (laughs) Being 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 a fellow kind of small hockey market team, you you like to see those other guys have have successful events like that. I know, you know, when we were presented the opportunity to have a stare to have a stadium series, I know it was in LA and it was kind of maybe more the Kings thing, but you know, Ducks fans still showed up in droves to that. Um, and that and that was a smash hit success. And and you know, from everything I saw of what happened in uh, in Raleigh this past weekend. This uh, this year was no different. So good to good to good to see those uh, you know the smaller markets kind of you know have people show up to events like that. It's always a always a good a good sign for the league. Quick little weird 
uh, memory from that Ducks Kings Stadium Series game. I remember watching it on TV and they're interviewing Brian Wilson because he was on the Dodgers at the time. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was at the game. You were at the game. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, they're interviewing him before the game and they asked him like, "Who's your favorite player on each team?" And he's he goes for the Ducks. Corey Perry's badass man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I hate oh, that he we... went to the Dodgers. <laughs> he was only there for like a year, though. Yeah. War number no. zero. We do have some jackassery to, to talk about. Uh, Alan Walsh calls out the Flames and kind of put Jonathan Huberdeau in a weird position to say that his thoughts aren't what his agent said or how he feels, which kind of the thing with Alan Walsh, it seems like he just kind of goes and does his own thing. And I respect that about him, but at the same time, like clearly things aren't going as planned in Calgary and you're having to put the guy that just got traded there in a weird position by having to speak to the media and be like, Hey, I, I didn't tell him to say it. Like, I don't know. It, it's kind of par for the course with Walsh, but it was, I don't know. I just feel like the timing could have been a little, a little better. Not when they're losing to teams they should probably walk all over. Like I watched the highlights of their game against Cal. Uh, shit. Yeah, their game against Calgary yesterday. Uh, their game against the Flyers. Uh, and you know it's bad when you're giving up goals to Nick Delorier and Tony D'Angelo in the same game. So when do we? Uh, when do we get the Photoshop of Jonathan Huberto with a bloodied? bloody sword through his heart no oh, it'd be the it'd be the little like branding thing that they brand the cows with but it'd be like mm, mm, mm-hmm. it would be in the shape of a d daryl's daryl sutter we're it's workshopping your tweets here alan take notes say god forbid <laughs> someone loses their hockey equipment on the flight <laughs> yeah. number sixth overall pick can't get a skate <laughs> do you know how big his skate is Oh, and on the other side of the coin, uh, Tim Peel continues to just be absolutely terrible. This article kind of pissed me off because, I mean, working in the industry I've worked in the last couple of years, like I see this shit all the time. And essentially the the situation was he he has a son playing on a team in St. Louis, I believe. And Jamal Mayers coaches the team along with another guy that was in the NHL and he the two refs refing the game were like two 17 year old kids and they kicked out jamal Mayers and the other coach because they were yelling at him and screaming at him about penalties or whatever and so tim peel after the game like cornered them in the room and berated them for like 20 minutes about oh you know you guys you guys need to listen up you know do you know who i am like pulling that card and it's like you can't pull the card of, oh, do you know who I am when you're the ref that got fired for saying that you're calling penalties just for no fucking reason? Like, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's the soapbox you can stand on and be like, oh, I was an NHL ref, but, you know, I got fired and forced into retirement because I was bad at my job. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Tony LaRusso getting pulled over for the DUI. See my ring, brother? See my ring? I mean, the worst part about all of this is the fact that, I mean, not only is cornering two teenagers in the ref's room 
you know, borderline, you know, fucking, I wouldn't say illegal, but like you, you could catch a case if you're not careful with what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. But it's over, a, it's over a 10U game. Like your 10-year-olds aren't going to remember that these penalties were called. It, they're going to go home and play fucking Mario Kart on their Switch after the game and forget about the games they just played. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about hockey parents at the club level. Like, I, I, maybe it's the money that's involved and that's part of it. But, like, you know, you, you got to be in the, the, the 0.1 percentile to be an NHL player. And the fact that some of these kids can barely tie their skates, like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, come to me when your kid's self-sufficient and scoring 10 goals a game. And then, then I'll believe that, you know, I should listen to you and call the right shit on your, you know, for your kid's 10 U game. But it's a little ridiculous. Like they're kids just chill the fuck out, you know, go take a lap. Lap. (laughs) See what I did there? Take uh-huh. a break and listen to lap. <laughs> well, we uh we should pick our lap games of the week. Did we talk because... about the 30th anniversary logo? Oh yeah, shit. We're... Oh, we didn't. I'm Fuck. buzzing through all this shit. So we also need to talk about the Kings game still. No, it's all right, because we had I mean we're catching up on like two weeks of shit. So <laughs> yeah. Forgive us. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's one thing I, I put in the notes, but I forgot to say, but we did get the 30th anniversary logo, and not going to lie, it's going to smack at Center Ice it. next year. I love it. it. Such a fan. Yeah. It's going to look so good on Center Ice next year. I would like if they, like, I know why they have to, but if they if they would just take the Web D off the top and put something else there, like, yeah. I like that it's at least, like, faded a it's little like bit. Minimal. It's like minimal. like, yeah, you can't really notice it, but, yeah, the not whole the stick logo. Piece and, of it. It's, yeah, it's it's gonna look sweet as a patch on the jersey. Hopefully, the yellow, that's, gonna, the ice. that's gonna look cool. that's gonna look super cool. And hey, and we did get the news: we're getting a new jersey next year. We're getting a 30th anniversary. That was that was uh, all, but it was confirmed pretty much by all the uh, all the jersey uniforms. How did they word it though? It was like something kind of weird. Let me see. Uh, is it Ali Mergy? What is Ali's guy? Twitter account? And is it gonna be like? A jersey worn the whole year, or is it like going to be like a third jersey, like the probably going to be like the twenty fifth, probably like the twenty fifth, yeah. I didn't mind that though because they at least had a set schedule for it, so you knew like, oh, if I'm going to this home game, I get to see the new the new uniform. And so they wore it more than three times at home, like the reverse. So, okay, I found I I I found the tweet from Ali Mergy. He said, "Told to expect uh, a new jersey for hashtag Fly Together next year." Source says it's going to be a, quote, ode to the past. Highly believe the Mighty Ducks logo will be included in some way. So, very interesting. We know that when we had the 25th anniversary jersey, we had a, you know, it was kind of a Frankenstein hybrid of of the two eras, but it was, that was also with the Mighty Ducks logo. So, really curious to see what could happen here. Are we we getting a black, another black one? Are we getting, like, a hybrid, like a... Like uh, Zap in the chat just said, are we getting like an orange and jade or like a, a black and eggplant? Like a, mm. yeah, I'll be curious to see. I yeah. wouldn't hate if down the line they somehow like brought back, like if if we rebranded to the Mighty Duck logo at some point, 
if they were very, very lazy about it, I would not mind the 25th becoming a full-time home jersey because I loved those jerseys. Those jerseys, just the full the full kit just looked so nice. Like yeah. I love them too. I, I feel like for a permanent look, that's a little too close to the Sharks. Uh, I could see it, yeah. But, Maybe make the the eggplant a little more pronounced so it's not just like straight black yeah, and teal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's very exciting things to look forward to next year. Connor Bedard wearing the skating across, skating across that 30th anniversary logo on center. I would Ice. imagine Ryan Getzlav's getting 15 retired. Oh. I mean, oh. being does, no brainer. Does, does does he get a statue? You should fucking should. Fucking yeah, should. Dustin Brown gets a statue, then Ryan gets off. <laughs> yeah, because he's the greatest stoke of all time. I don't tell Coach Sack. He he was like praising him the other day. It was weird. It was freaking me out. I forget what he said though. He was uh it was the game where he was on the broadcast when Hazy was out. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that too. Remembering all of this shit that happened, just it's like a blur just because they're losing by seven goals a game. It was cool to see. I, I like the little the little chirps. I didn't see much of that broadcast, but I was at the game, so I didn't hear. Getsy seems like a natural for TV. Yeah, the, he did. the he short did little stint. Yeah, he was he was stellar that game. I thought I thought he was great. I thought he was composed. I thought he was I thought he was really thoughtful with his words. You know, didn't didn't really stutter. It seemed like a natural. Not a lot was, of oh, you know. That was a gee on the broadcast on the better actual game. Solid, better than Brian Hayward. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, still not great. I mean, I mean, that's a really low bar. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't take much. So uh, you know, I I think a lot has been said about the the Copley Gibson altercation in the Kings game, so we don't have to spend too much time on that. But for God's go. sake, just let them fight. Let the goalies yeah. fight if they let want to. If I think that, both fan bases. Especially at that part of the game, like, so what? <laughs> like so the game, the, the score so is not going to change. And I'm so sick of the refs feeling like they have to break up every little scrum before it gets started. You put the more restrictive penalties in place for fighting for a reason so just let players make decisions off of that if they want to mm-hmm. take that risk let them go two willing combatants don't fucking step in step in if it's getting bad but let them go yeah they were both willing too oh they were more than willing well and that's the thing like both both fan bases were like let just let them do it i mean there's a sect of kings fans that i follow that were like oh come on gibson was egging him on how did he get not like how did he not get anything out of it and it's just like just shut up and be mad that they didn't let the two of them fight because that yeah, would have been it's awesome like, it's not like gibson turned around he oh, he wanted to. Smacking his yeah. center ice, like, come out here, let's fucking go. Yeah, I was like people watching, and all of a sudden I just hear like loud bangs, and hit, that's him banging a stick. So again, if you are an NHL, if you're in the NHL offices, tell your tell your refs to uh just to fuck off and let the goalies fight. That would have probably been a freaking Mike Tyson knockout. Well, honestly. like like my thing is 
you know, we're still talking about Raquel and Andrioff fighting from like 2016. Dude, that was the that was the most funniest fight I think I've ever seen because I was not expecting Ricky to fight. Well, because it was just such a bad fight. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I remember that one. But it's like the fact that it happened because of just like what this rival, like what the rivalry has been. Remember when Tebow fought? That was, a, fought? That was, a was that the bro, same huh? fight. Remember no. when? Uh, remember? No. In, no. Uh, remember in '09 when Niedermeyer and Datsuk fought in the uh, in the uh, was it the conference semifinals? Yeah. It's like end of a game. Getzloff and Perry got into it, and then Niedermeyer and Datsuk ended up in the uh, ended up in the scrub, and then Niedermeyer and Datsuk fought. That was crazy. Zap in the chat said, four years of pent up frustration. Let him cook." <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Also, there. I love the. Uh... Sorry, I'm chewing melatonin. Um, I I gotta go to sleep after this. Um... <laughs> I love the discourse between Ducks and Kings fans when they were talking about the hypothetical, like, oh, what would have happened if they would have fought? Because it just turned into, well, my dad would have beat up your dad kind of thing. Like, well, my goaltender would have beat your goaltender up. Like, I don't know. It just, it was, it, it, it was good to have another kind of, uh, it was refreshing to have another toxic night between, uh, between Ducks and Kings Twitter. It had, yeah, it that's had been what you want to call it. it. It had been a minute. The, uh, I mean, It'll always be a rivalry, but the rivalry's been a little, a little dormant, a little well, mute. Last game of the season's going to be interesting. It will. It will. That might happen then. <laughs> God, go out, cement last place, and then just completely goon that game up. Just like the <laughs> Ducks versus Flames game back in like was it ninety nine or two thousand? Where was it the Boschman and Ginla fight? <laughs> that was in playoffs. Oh, that was yeah. I'm right. talking about like it, it was. I have to look this up. It was insane. Like it was at the end of the game. It was a blowout. Um, yeah, someone on the Ducks about. like took a run at the goaltender, and all hell broke loose. By the time the final horn sounded, like both teams had like two players on the bench. There was that <laughs> many fights. It was insane. Let me see if I can find it. I'll send it to the group chat because it was, it was insane. It was like the final like minute of the game, and it took like twenty minutes to complete. Man. Well, while Jack is searching for that, let's uh let's make our choices for lap game of the week here. So I already got my pick. Um, I'm picking Sunday's Rangers Kings at 2 p.m. Are we are we still doing you got a pick from Friday to Sunday? Yes. Okay. Give me a second. Uh, I already had a Friday, game lined up for that. Friday, Friday, uh Avalanche at Jets. I'm going to go Sunday, uh, Toronto at Seattle. Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, fuck. Um, I'm deciding between two. I mean, there is a Bedard Bull game in there. I think like Blackhawks. Was it Blackhawks Sharks that I saw? There's Nashville, Arizona. Give me, give me. Give me Sunday, Tampa, Pittsburgh. That's a good one. Cool. So we have three games on Sunday. <laughs> Classic NHL. There's no fo- no NFL football, but let's have 
17 of our, our regular no scheduled yet. games. Yeah. And then there's going to be Sunday <laughs> baseball here in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, if you got 22 minutes of spare time, I just sent that video of the brawl. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll watch it as I'm knocking out. Yeah. Well, if this is the first time listening and you haven't been a part of our lap game of the week, um, over on Twitter, we'll put up a poll uh, after the episode of our choices, and that'll be up until Friday. And whatever game is considered the winner by your votes, uh, and get live tweeted so long as they're not on NHL Network because Chris can't watch NHL Network because it's blacked out. So. Hopefully we didn't choose an NHL network game for Chris's sake, but again, goes until Friday. Um, we'll have it up as a poll and you guys get to choose what game we live tweet. So I wanted to do something new before we got into our questions and our hockey three, six, five topic of the week. I wanted to shout out our, our subs on Twitch because uh, you know, we've, got some, uh, some nice people supporting us over on Twitch. Um, Lou, you resub for two months. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Shout out, Lou. Shout out, uh, shout out me. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Dflow. Uh, Sean reupped uh, for a third straight month. Um, I know, I believe Olivia, uh, two turn Olivia. We appreciate that you're sub. Um, I can't Thank see you. who is still subbed, uh, but I know Smoot had uh, when we first got affiliate and we have a few others there so we uh, appreciate your guys' support if you uh don't follow us on twitch uh you're listening to this on the audio version of the pod you can uh tune in because we might be uh, doing earlier shows now that i have uh a 15 minute drive home instead of an hour plus so uh it's a little easier to to make it to at I think we're considering an eight o'clock start now instead of an eight 30. So if uh, eight's a little easier time for you, uh, you can join us on Twitch here. Uh, follow us. If you uh, feel so kind, you can also sub to us as well. Get access to our emotes, our uh, little Sammy, the seal and the victory duck with the, uh, the lens flare. eye. my favorite meme, my, my little child. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Our Hockey 365 topic of this week is, will a Canadian-based team win a Stanley Cup over the next de- decade? And if yes, which team will it be? Yes. And it will be... I feel like if any team has the best shot, it's probably based off of their ability to actually win in the playoffs, I'm going to say the Oilers. I'll say it'll be in like eight or nine years. But the Montreal Canadiens. Prime Cole Caulfield and uh, Nick Suzuki. Could be. Could be. Current, uh, uh, a certain Sicard just got happy by that answer. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ottawa in like eight years. I love, uh, Tim, I love Tim Stutzley. Is it Stutzle or Stutzley? I think it's Stutzley. I've heard both. I've heard, I've heard it conflicting. I've heard from both 
both sides of the coin. I think it's Stutzley, but I'm not completely sure. But yeah, yeah I think Ottawa. I'm going to go the basic route. I think yes, and I do think eventually the Maple Leafs will figure it out and win it. They just like they have so much talent. There's no way they can't win one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like with the Leafs, the only thing is like it has to be in the next like couple years. Yeah. Otherwise, like they got to blow it up, right? Yeah. Cause at, at some point, like if it's not getting it done, like how many years are you going to just keep doing the same thing? When's Austin Matthews, Matthews a free agent? Austin Matthews, start looking at Newport Beach real estate, buddy. <laughs> Share I, want a, to to, I want him to go to Arizona, though. Share a condo with uh, Connor Bedard and uh, Connor McDavid. It, insert random uh, big yeah. free agent. Everybody to everybody to Anaheim. Pasta, everybody. <laughs> I really want Miko Rantanen. I want pasta, dude. Bring me, dude. Fucking bring me pasta. Be so are they gonna? In, are they gonna instant, resign him? Instant jersey purchase for me. Are they gonna resign? Yeah. That'd be sick. I mean, the better he plays, Lou, the tougher that answer becomes because especially if they win, if they win the the Bruins win the cup this year, he would have to take like the most team friendly hometown discount ever. Yeah, I think to be a Bruin. Yeah, it fucks him more if they win the cup. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like with what we were saying about the Leafs, Jack, is like the same thing with the Oilers, where like they got to do it soon, or if they don't, like I don't think they're ever going to win. Yeah, but they're also in different situations. Like the, True. The Maple True. Leafs are just way more deeper than the Oilers. Yeah. It's just the Oilers somehow can get away with okay goaltending <laughs> and being a two-line team. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, and I get the fact that they play in two completely opposite divisions where the Leafs are the Atlantic and they're consistently good, where it's pretty easy to be the Oilers and be good in the Pacific. Like, Yeah. When does Connor McDavid just get fed up and just ask out for badminton? Not, not this offseason, but if next year they kind of have the same thing and they lose in the first or second round, I think, I think it'll be next offseason. You think he just requests a trade? So going, I think I think if that does happen, I think it'll be going into the 24-25 season. God, what would that return be? I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> the Wayne Gretzky deal, dude. It's probably going to be bigger than. I mean, that. It's just it's different nowadays. Like yeah, you can't com- just yeah, with, like you can because also Wayne way Gretzky said value I'm not getting traded like without yeah. my bodyguard. So yeah, like all those weird stipulations. Like they had, they had like the Gene Simmons like. You need to go. Oh, yeah. You need to go get me a burger whenever I fucking want it. Kind of thing. <laughs> like it probably starts with at least four first rounders at the very least. It's got to be. Yeah. At least four. Sorry, guys. You can't trade me unless Devin Shore comes with me. <laughs> hey, dude. Fuck whatever. Hey, Devin. You want to be a healthy scratch on a cup? <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting into our questions here. Uh, this is a good one considering the time of year, but Ashley asks us the best Girl Scout cookie. Oh, oh. Then Vince. Samoa's 100%. 
I'm gonna say they share a co a co position, but Samoa's and Thin Mints are like my one two. Samoa's a thousand percent. The only thing I don't like about Samoa's is they kind of cut up the roof of my mouth, but I think that's just because I eat too many of them. So it's more a me problem and not the cookie, you know. Yeah, I. It's gonna be a really unpopular opinion, but I think Thin Mints are wildly overrated. And I know, I know, I'm self aware. I know that's unpopular. It's just what I think. Frozen Thin Mints. Oh, no, so I good. just I don't I don't like mint chip ice cream. I don't like I don't like shit like that. Okay, I, I'm the same way. I don't like mint chip ice cream, but for some reason I love Thin Mints. I just I don't want to feel like I'm eating toothpaste for dessert. You know. Yeah, I I, I want like, to like I don't I don't like York peppermint patties. I don't like I don't like any of that. Well, that's okay because York peppermint patties suck. <laughs> I think I like them because it's more chocolate than peppermint. I get, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because oh, the answer is like Samoa's. the mint chip ice cream, not into it. The answer is Samoa's honorable mention to lemonades. Mm. Lemonades are fire. What are the like toast ones? Oh, the sit. Oh, like the new ones in the green packaging. The yeah, yeah, those are good. Those are pretty fire those are too. New. Those are new, I think. And I only know this because one of my little cousins is in Girl Scouts, so like we we put in a huge order every year. <laughs> so shout out shout out the girl scouts the backbone of america keeping yep. us alive with their their cookies talk about talk about <laughs> talk about essential workers <laughs> you have an answer lou yeah uh the best cookie is none the cookies oh, are ass. jesus christ well, we knew that was coming uh, yeah there was the reason lou wasn't talking because he doesn't like cookies <laughs> i know but we still gotta ask I just now, don't. Now I'm, now I'm disappointed. I just don't like cookies. <laughs> Not good. So we kind of touched on this already, but uh, Spinco asks us, I was at the Ducks-Kings game last Friday. Why was I more disappointed by the robbery of seeing a goalie fight live than the Ducks losing against the Kings? Because it's more entertaining. Yep. Give me a goalie fight over a Ducks win nowadays. <laughs> What's on the line? Give me a goalie fight. Just let Gibson fight whoever. Just you know, we got, even if it's been waiting for a John Gibson fight for fucking how long, guys? Years. <laughs> we got robbed blind. It was horseshit. Let him vent out his frustration. I can't wait till we see him just like just completely put Nathan Bully in a chokehold. I want him <laughs> to I want Gibson to pull a Phoenix Copley. And be the one that's like raging and shit. That's what I, I mean, want. He, he kind of did that to Ernie this year He's when they yeah, but like, played I'm in Detroit. About, I'm talking about getting like kicked out of the game. Type well, of yeah, stuff. like full on meltdown. Like, yeah, yeah. Attacking the guy. It might be yeah. coming. Although, did you see that video the other day when they were on that podcast? He he looked like he did not care about anything. Oh, no, he was on the uh, players lounge. Yeah. Yeah, no, bro. They were like laughing about the season. Like Z was giving Gibson shit about how much fucking rubber he sees every night, and they were laughing about it. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about how the players are doing in a losing season. Like I think, I think they're fine. I think they know that this is temporary. I mean, I like that they let Stroman Vetrano do an episode as the host. Like at least the guys are having fun. Yeah. They, I think they all kind of realize what's going on, and they're just like, eh, fuck it. Like we're getting paid millions of dollars to go out there and play but 
It was like I a didn't month realize. Left. I didn't realize Vetrano and uh, Strom are actually like really good friends. Like I thought it was just like a. They're oh, they were force, ranger things. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> to force it. Oh, they were former teammates, but like no, they're actually like really good friends. I mean, it helps. Maybe it was part of the reason why one or the other signed a contract with the team. I mean, I've I've, ta- I've I've said it a couple times. Like I I don't want Vetrano to get traded because even though his shooting percentage fell off a cliff and the hype kind of died after a couple weeks, like I like Feisty Frank. He's a ton of fun to have on the team. Like I'm kind of glad his name has dropped out of the the rumor mill a little bit because out of all of the names from our team that could potentially move like his is the one that I would actually be bummed about (laughs) but again I I think that's just because he's a shit disturber and he just likes causing chaos maybe it's just we're kind of at that just fuck it we're gonna just stoop have people stoop to our level kind of mindset but I don't know you have a reason to be mad, Spinko. We were all robbed. So our next yeah. one comes from to turn Olivia, and she asks us, you're going on a road trip somewhere. Who are the four passengers from the Ducks that you're taking with you? How far is the road trip? Zegris, McTavish, Jones. Uh, mm. I don't know. Everyone says Shattenkirk's really funny, so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I take Shattenkirk. I was gonna say Shattenkirk because Zegris went on about how he's one of the greatest locker room DJs he's ever had. I'm doing that. I'm picking that or like Henrique. I feel like Shattenkirk is the ox guy and like the the designated dad that's gonna just randomly like know where to go and not need directions. Might I be feel beneficial. Like he's a cool dad too. So I'd say Shattenkirk for sure. I'm going to go off the cuff and like leave Zegris out because I feel like he's an easy choice for like all of these hypothetical questions. I would bring Jamie though. Cause I kind of feel like you need the like reserve guy that's just sitting in the back, just kind of like doing this the whole car ride. Just, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk guitar with Jamie. So maybe, maybe I'd play, (laughs) maybe I'd take, maybe I'd take Jamie too. That was an underrated part of this week. Finding out that he's sitting on top of the roof and that's part of the best playing part of, guitar. The best part of French, he was like, Well, is it nice to listen to? And he's like, No, he's fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'd say I'm Shad- with Connor, though. Except, Shad- except uh, take out Max Jones for Gibby because Max Jones still has me blocked on Twitter. We could spend that time convincing him to unblock you. No, it's okay. That ship's held. <laughs> But I would say Shattenkirk for sure. I would say Jamie for sure. And I kind of feel like the rest are interchangeable just because, like, I don't know. I feel like the hockey players are kind of boring. And it hasn't been recent until recently with the players' lounge stuff that we've actually, like, found out that these guys have personalities. I mean, Gibson's a good choice because I feel like he'd be the snack guy. Like, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, I'm trying to think of who would be a fourth because I want to I want to think this through and not just not just be like yeah insert random guy here. If we could pick prospects, I think Owen Zellweger would be a good snack guy. 
Yeah, but I think his would be more healthy snacks. I don't want to. I don't want to go hit the gym with Zellweger. I don't know. I feel. I feel like he and I would just be like the gym. Doesn't rat. he just eat like so much meat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he eats like five hundred calories a day. No, five thousand calories a day. Yeah, thousand. I'm sorry. He's on that yeah, fucking yeah. Joe Rogan fucking elk <laughs> meat diet. As long as he's not on the Liver King diet, I think we're good. What's going on, guys? Liver King here. <laughs> His apology video. I fucked up. <laughs> Am I taking steroids? Yes. <laughs> I think I would. I lied. <laughs> Thank I think, I think Henry would be my last choice. Henry, Just, yeah. He'd be the other designated dad. But he also seems like he's he's a pretty funny dude. I feel I feel like Henry can and Shattenkirk like could like do like a mean barbecue or something like that. So like we'd pull over, like find a park on the side of the road and like you know, grill up some grill up some burgers or like do some do some tri-tip or something like that. Yeah. Break I, it up a little bit, break up the road trip a little bit, you know. <laughs> I feel Zegers like Derek Grant's on the fence. Huh? I think Derek Grant might be a little fun. I don't know. He looks fun. I don't know if that if he is or not. Are you more so saying he looks funny or he looks no, like he you looks would, fun to have like fun be around? Talk about Derek fun. Grant that way. He looks fun to be around. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. why he's playing first line because he's just fun to be around. Yeah, he's just a happy go lucky guy. <laughs> But yeah, Zegers is on the fence for me because it depends how long the road trip is. I don't know if I could handle him talking. He just wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. If it's a long road trip, I don't know if I can handle that. He can't. He can't have the guy that doesn't sleep on the road trip. Like, yeah. I think I'd go. Petrano and Strom, just because I've I've kind of heard their banter back and forth. I think they crack me up. And two more. You listen to his research. Um, Jonesy would be funny, and I got to pick someone responsible. <laughs> Probably either Fowler or Shattenkirk, or no Fowler or Rico. I get the vibe Fowler would be a little boring. Yeah, but it he'd be looks- responsible at least. Yeah, he'd, he'd be driving the the speed limit while we're all partying in the back of the van (laughs) mason mctavish seems responsible at his age ogie yeah i love that his favorite movie is slapshot he's just like the the most stereotypical hockey player ever like the the get to know mason mctavish thing i just was reading just like wow like yeah that pissed me off reading that he's he's kind of boring but the the ogie thing that i legitimately was like no fucking way like it i feel like we've made that joke at some point since we drafted him but the fact that the guys also call him ogie is just it's it's great so data dog had expanded upon his silly trade that he had sent earlier in the week and he asked us in the uh essentially expanded upon it and asked us again today. He goes, but how biased and unhinged can this trade proposal get? And so he said that the Ducks sent John Gibson, Max Comtois, and Isaac Lundestrom to the Devils, not only for Alexander Holt, but Simon Nemec. Oh! <laughs> Please. 
I mean, I kind of feel like that's a no-brainer, but again, he's he did say how biased and unhinged can this trade proposal get. So. Oh, man. We just can't show this to Jason or Dave. Yeah, no, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love me. Cam Feller to Colorado for Alex Newhook and uh, Bowen Byram. I love me some Simon Nemich. So, Nemich. Nathan oh. Bull, you to waivers. It's a one for one. <laughs> Good trade. Good trade. Excellent. Well done. Wasn't you already on waivers this year? Or am no. I thinking of someone different? No. Fortunately not. No, we signed him as a PTO. Hmm. Oh, this is always the best part of the episode, but we get to answer Ryan's question. Oh, God. <laughs> he starts with raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Packages, strings, yada, yada, yada. What are the pod's favorite things? Specifically, the hats y'all have ever owned. Shout out, leading scorer in Bronze South, our good friend Ryan. Shout out the mouse. I'm getting Um, getting a hat to show. Are we 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 just picking like our top top three hats we have? We got show and tell with one, so I just brought three. This is one of them. The one I'm wearing, I love this one. The Wing Day Angels hat in the Mighty Ducks colors with the uh, 50th anniversary patch. Um, I have I don't know if I want to go grab all my hats, but that's why. That's why I grabbed them before. Yeah, I forgot about. I forgot about this question. You want to go ahead and do show and tell, Lou? Yeah. So probably this one I'm wearing, and then. These ones, uh, Hat Club exclusive ducks. Uh, can't see. It's the it's the the nineties ones. Is that Wing Day one different than the one I'm wearing, Lou? Is that the same one? Um, it's, it's like different. a it's like this a maroon. Like, this oh, one is Aclet and yeah. Jane. Yeah, this is more like purple and yeah. Probably these ones because you know how Hat Club freaking mm. drops like sell out instantly. Yeah. So I was right, Jack. You do yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab my other two. Okay. I was so lucky to so get these ones. This is not in any particular order, but my top three. This oh here we go. The classic Ooh, Florida Marlins hat. Yeah, can't go wrong with the Marlins. Love those. Bringing that back, hats. I think. Are they actually? Yeah, they're doing like retro nights they're where even, they're gonna wear. They're either doing that one sick. or the teal one. And then '80s Angels hat. This is the best logo and jersey scheme they had, without a question. Um, and then this one, I just got this one for Christmas. My aunt found it at a nine, like a '90s like vintage shop. Mm-hmm. Little Mighty Ducks hat. Ooh, I like that one. Colorblind. So I think this is gray and maroon or eggplant or something yeah it's eggplant know. and jade yeah i'm colorblind and i don't have my glasses on so oh. <laughs> yeah but yeah those are my three you got your other two hats connor yeah so i already said the one i'm wearing is one of my favorites i have a hat too the one connor's wearing we'll go the yeah. we'll go the classic 1970s angels logo got some back. overlap there yeah they always jack jack said he liked that one yeah and then it, they look like the same hat, but this hat's brand new. Hat Club dropped it a couple of weeks ago. Black 
I think that's the 60s or the 80s logo. 80s. I have 80s logo. That was one of mine, but like the, the actual colors. And this one is cool because it's black. Goes with a lot of shit. 1989 All-Star Game patch. And the green underbrim. The green underbrim on on fitteds like that or like an underrated like hat decision. Like I'm I I will more than likely buy a hat if it has a green bottom. One of my friends has that one, one, but with the white. And this one came with a little like Hawaiian style turtle pin that I put on. So yeah. Nice. Why not? Has nothing to do with the angels. I was like, oh cool, just (laughs) why not? I had to unfollow hat club. What do you mean? Kurt Suzuki. (laughs) <laughs> I had to unfollow Hat Club because I, it was getting dangerous. I wanted every hat. Lou was spending too much money. <laughs> yeah. Dropping coin, baby. <laughs> See, um, one of my favorite angel hats I've ever owned was uh, it was like a navy. It was a navy blue, and it was the state of California with the halo kind of sideways on it. Mm. I have mm. it back at my parents' house. Um <laughs> I don't wear it anymore because it was a hat I wore when my hair was short and I have too much hair to wear it now. So it's really, really tight. Um, very impartial to the violent gentleman hat. I'm still clinging to life with like it is dirty as shit and I've worn it so much and sweat so much in it. Um, but with all the hair I have, I have to wear snapbacks most of the time. And it's arguably like, my favorite hat like i wear i haven't worn hats much recently especially with covid and everything but like when i would go to games all the time that's like all i would wear (laughs) the violent gentleman i bought two of uh the tech snapback violent gentleman hats where it's like it's kind of like the athletic material but it's got the it's got the mesh back i wear i wear it to the gym like pretty much almost every time and it's great uh, it has like the circular patch in the middle that's like the mm-hmm. yeah, get, you know everyone hates us we don't I care whatever polar wrong one. oh the polar on there you go i don't wear it though really I um I, I have a shirt with that polar yeah I have, I have the green one then the other one i kind of bought i think just because it was like the cool thing for a time there was the the ducks team store was selling the ones that was the the web d logo but with the california flag inside it Hmm. i don't wear that one out uh i've always i've always liked that design yeah if the web d is good for anything it's for putting other things besides the actual logo in you know Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys think about the wcbc hats they're okay i mean i mean they're all pretty much the same as yeah i just it's i i don't like that they made the flags on the side so big yeah they're they're huge yeah pointless i am excited for it though yes when is that march 7th to the 21st i think yeah (sighs) finals in arizona right Mm mm-hmm yeah get trout trout versus otani before the season God. starts, dude, you imagine? I was thinking about Otani doses Trout and Trout's like out for like eight weeks to start the <laughs> season. <laughs> That'd be just our luck. That would be the most angel shit ever. <laughs> uh, we do have one last question uh, from the chat, and Nevada Perkins asks about the uh, recent MLB rule changes and are we pro or against robo umps? 
Now I'll start with this one because with the pitch clocks and all that, that got implemented to NCAA. And so I've been playing with it this year. Our games are flying. Like we had a game where um, it was just a shit show. There was like five errors combined with like a bunch of walks, whatever. And we finished in like two hours and 50 minutes. Like I don't, I've, I am not sure. I can double check, but I'm not sure we've played a game yet this year that's gone three hours or longer. So, I mean, the pitch clock stuff, as annoying as it was at first, um, once you get used to it, like, you'll fall in love with it because the game just goes by so much quicker. Um, But the other stuff, like the shift thing, I don't really know how much that's going to change things because you can still be, like, right behind second base. Just you can't go past second base. So you're still going to clog the metal either way. Um, and then what else? The larger bases. Base I don't care. It's like three inches. That doesn't really matter. They look big, uh, bigger, though. But, well, yeah. But I'm not sure if it's going to have that drastic of a, uh impact. And then what was didn't the last they, one? Didn't Robo? they keep the, the, they runner, keep on the runner on second? And yeah. I hate that rule. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. Just because there's so many times where I saw the Angels, like they got a one, two, three inning and they gave up a run and they can't score and they lose the game. Um, yeah, but yeah, it means then... an Angel game's over faster and then we can move on with our lives. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, and then Robo Umps kind of conflicted because I'm a perfectionist. So I would like to game, I would like the game to be perfect. But at the same time, I kind of like the human element of, of things. So mm, indifferent. I'm the same way when it comes to robots. Angels have hurt me too much, so I really don't care about any changes that come to baseball. <laughs> so it's, then, I, the, the season starts. You want is them to be good. Exactly. It's just Can we like, get out of okay. here before we have to keep talking about Artie Moreno. <laughs> Are they playing the A's again on opening day? Yep, in Oakland, like every fucking year. Why? Why do they do that? I don't know, but I hate it. Well. Not to not to worry, Connor. They'll be in Vegas soon enough, so we'll be playing in Vegas uh, to start the year in a couple seasons. <laughs> a little better. Still be playing the A's, but Vegas I do is like that better than every Oakland. team's going to play every team now, at least once. Yeah, I like that too. Less times we got to play our division, the better. Yeah, less, I get to Astro, see the giant, less I get Astros to see the games. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't like watching them lose like 16 of 20 to the Astros every year. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for baseball for all of the week I watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, do we have any more questions in the Twitch chat? Now would be the time to send those. I got a food tank. Oh, Oh boy. While we wait for questions, you may fire away, Lou. No, I just uh, I had a uh, board and brew for the second time today. Oh, ever the new Lake Forest one, and it's probably the best sandwich I've had in a long time. Board and brew is quality, quality. Having yeah, grown up the- in that area, having grown up in like the Lake Forest Foothill Ranch RSM area, would always yeah. go to the board and brew in Rancho Santa Margarita. Classic spot. Go get yourself a sandwich. Go get yourself a beer. Everything's really good. Now one's closer on El Toro now. So yeah. It's kind of by the post office, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. 
They I have one in Anaheim Hills. Suggest yeah. everybody go try his board and brew. Yeah, I, I, I understand the hype now. You know, I, I never... Well worth the hype. It's been in that same center in Anaheim Hills, which is about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes away from my house. And it's literally like across the street from the field that I always played my travel ball games in in high school. And I'd go over there once in a while to have lunch. And I never thought like it was, like, it was, a, it was good, but it wasn't like that good. And then it just exploded when I got into college and now everyone's like going to board and brew. It's crazy. Like one of the, the spots, like all of our guys at work go to, there's like a specific day. That's like the board and brew day. <laughs> and it tends to be Saturdays because some of the guys will go get sandwiches on the the long. Uh, we don't have longer breaks, but just hits a little different when you've been running around doing shit all day, dealing with people. But I can attest I've had board and brew twice and it has smacked every time I've had it. So mm-hmm. we are a pro board and brew pod here. Yes, we are. I have to give it another shot because I haven't had it since I was in high school fire that was fire four years ago hey and you can enjoy a beer with it too i know now i'm old enough to do it there you go there you go i had the italian sub at the the freaking gabagool the frank vetrano (laughs) it didn't have gabagool though i probably would have made it better well uh we'll get with board and brew and uh tell them to make a sandwich the frankie Well, I don't see any more questions in the Twitch chat, so we will uh, end things here. So if you uh, stuck around with us on Twitch, we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. And for the first time in a couple months, I made it through a whole episode where not once did I see any of you guys pause. Shout out Jake's internet. means my internet is top-notch, so taking dubs tonight. (laughs) Welcome so, back, Jake. Again, shout out Spectrum. The internet shout has been Spectrum. fire so far. Yeah, that was your trade <laughs> shout deadline. Out, shout that out, was your shout big, out. Yeah. That was your big trade deadline acquisition. Yeah, yep. Spectrum. Jake getting <laughs> getting working internet. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out, Jack for uh, for hopping in for Chris yeah. for us tonight. Great job again, bud. Yeah, thank Always you. Have you on? Always yeah. good to have yeah. you on. I'm glad I got to be the one to talk to you now, and you're not. Yeah, you're not the one filling in for me this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Huh. Yeah, he's always the Connor replacement. So am I the only one that's been on every episode? No. Yeah. No, you Blue. missed one, I think. No, did you miss one? There was one where it was just me, Jake, and Chris, I think. I remember the one Lou showed up late on because he was in Oh, Vegas. maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it was yeah, the one yeah. showed up like... The yeah. Viva, up Viva, Viva Lou Vegas episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a That is a top five lap moment for sure stopped everything and we're just looking at the little square waiting for Lou to pop up just like <laughs> oh fuck dude I don't remember anything that trip you know I not surprised <laughs> was that the one I rode the bull I think it was I think it was yeah, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to do it again when you go back yeah well, anyways, uh, you can catch all of our stuff over on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok, but I think we've posted like one thing, and that was at the beginning of the year. Um, 
but you can find us at Later Rivals Pod pretty much anywhere social media exists. I think outside of maybe Facebook. Um, I think Chris posts stuff on Facebook. Yeah, I think he posts to one of the groups, uh, but I think he posts it on his account. Um, yeah. So if you do happen to see our stuff on Facebook somehow, uh, shout out Chris for for spreading the word over shout on out, uh, Chris. on Facebook, Miss you, Um. If you're listening to this after uh after the fact after we've recorded uh you can follow us uh leave us a review it's always appreciated um again if you uh are able to tune in on twitch uh a follow and potentially a subscription are also much appreciated you can mm-hmm. also find our written work from our amazing writing staff over inside the rink yeah that's uh that's about it from us this week did we ever announce Chanel? We haven't yet. Um, I don't know if she has her WordPress set up, but we do have another writer on the team, uh, Chanel. Um, we're just, I think she's still waiting just to get set up with Connor and all of them uh, mm-hmm. on that side of things. Uh, but yeah, we do technically have a fourth writer on staff here at LAP. So, you know. That's that Chanel. Yeah. LAP HQ. <laughs> So. maybe uh maybe be back next week uh trade deadline week so maybe you know recording on maybe tuesday or wednesday next Ooh, week we'll gonna be a, a banger episode. maybe we'll have a couple ducks trades that have already happened and kind of it's kind of go in depth into but should be a should be good next week let's uh or let's maybe a live reaction we, uh, to the john Klingberg trade God, yeah i was that. gonna say hopefully we get a, a trade to react to on insane air that would be awesome content. insane <laughs> content we did last we did have a trade but it was it was basketball <laughs> it was the Kevin Durant trade. Uh blockbuster, but wrong sport. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is it from us this week. Uh again, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll yep. see y'all. Peace. See you no, next yeah. week. <laughs>